want to follow me, you can follow me on um, on Instagram at Paul M. Booth um, or come to Facebook. Um, always open to have conversations with people. Um, my, my, my thing is problem solving. Um, and I wrap up as a, as a brand. Your questions you ask are applicable to every business. You know, okay. and, and if people don't know why they're unique, if people don't know who their target audience are, if people don't know um, what's the, what's their differentiator, if people don't know how to communicate with people, engage with people, or be unique, they're not going to sell fuck all. And it's just yeah. a, it's the standard of how people build businesses. It's like, why Coca-Cola, why Pepsi? Why Mercedes, why BMW? You know, why is Andrew Tate doing it? Why did Liver King blow up out of nowhere? You know, why yeah. do why do people yeah, why do people follow people? And, and that's what I want to get across on this to like your um your coaches and the people that work, you know, and the, and the fitness guys is that best way to learn marketing or understand what, what makes a strong brand is what makes what attracts your attention, what stops you on Facebook or in, on Instagram or TikTok and stop and watch someone, then follow them and continually watch them. If they understand that process, they understand marketing. Like awesome. Yeah, and I'm gonna I might if you ask a question, I might even dip into like because I know a lot of you guys on your pro- programs are people that obviously take PEDs. I've got nothing against steroids, but my I built my brand around people being against people with PEDs. Not because I'm against yeah. it, because I understood that there there was an opportunity there to like you know connect with people that were like I'm a real yeah, person. Sure. I want to get a real body. And I don't want to take proteins that are, or supplements that are pushed by people that are geared off the nut. So I knew that was a kind of market back in 2011. So it allowed me to have a differentiator opposed to everyone else. A bit like James Smith, you know the PT guy. Yeah, differentiator. He just called out all the bullshit. Well, what yeah. people presumed to be the bullshit, and that gave him a differentiator, gave him a differentiator to everyone else. Um, and now he's—I liked him at the start, and I kind of don't watch him anymore because he's now because he's mm. got bigger. He's at the soft in his approach. Yeah, and then sure. To me, now it becomes a little bit boring. Whereas I like people that are slightly out there, you know. And, and uh, all those things when you're developing a brand, all those things when you create an us and them scenario, yeah. then you get people to buy into your tribe because you have a common. Like when you look at like marketing and strategy and things, you then all have a common enemy that you're all in your camp, like opposing, which then builds up the unity of your camp and your and your um, social community that you're developing. Yeah, and there's no difference to politics. Like Trump mm. is a divisive character, and people he he got to position because he was divisive. Yeah, he he, he made yeah. people love him and hate the opposite party. There's no difference to, you know, if you want to get too deep into cultural behaviors, how like there's there's always a black and white divide. You know, they, people create that mm. black and white divide and people have an opinion you've got to have people with keep people with opinions and a reason to hate someone else so you but ultimately a brand and i say this to all my clients a brand is like building a cult if you yeah. read books on cults you suddenly understand marketing because a cult mm. is all about as you said is giving people an identity like religion giving people an identity yeah. to, to go with it doesn't matter what it is but it gives people something to identify with and feel like they're part because human nature is I want to be part of the community. So it's, um, it's, yeah, it's, it's because people go, Oh, I'm selling a program. How do I, I, they're trying to sell the program as, as, as does everyone else. Like they've got a six pack, Mm. they've got massive shoulders. They like they've, and who cares? That's the point of what is, what makes you different? You know, it doesn't have to be like, go on, mate. Let's like, let's define like, what a brand is like for any for someone that's if you're a coach and you're just so i'm like mark fox coaching at the moment it's just me mark fox what is a brand in comparison to to that it's an identity that someone someone identifies you as do you know what i mean okay. it's like i i i don't know if you want me to swear on here or not but i kind of say yeah. like, you've got to give people a reason to give a fuck about you why should sure. you care like when we're at school right the, the hottest girls fancy the guy that's the coolest 
that guy is a course at school probably ends up being a drug dealer in prison or like you know dead <laughs> they usually the coolest guys in school are never usually around nowadays they've, they've got the bum ass jobs and stuff like that but they were cool at the time so it's human instinct right to be attracted to a certain individual as a young age now sure. as we get older we connect with things that, I, that look like us identify like us and feel like us now I'm going back to when I started my own supplement brand years ago, it was I just came out of the military, super in shape, you know, was going into the fitness space because I want a year off of engineering and doing military stuff because I'd had enough of it. I went to the mm. fitness space and then I go, okay, I want to make some supplements for myself. So I found out how to do it. And I was like, so okay, I thought, we'll launch a brand then. Why not? My mates are asking me for, oh, can we get some of your protein? So I thought, okay, I'll launch a, launch a brand. And I thought, then who's the brand for? And people said, why, why have you made it? I said, I made it because all the other stuff in the market's crap and it's pushed by guys on steroids that I don't, me at the time, did not trust anyone with steroids. So I'm like, if you're taking steroids, how can you tell me how my body's going to react to nutrition exercise? Because I haven't got sure. any, because being from a sports background, you know, decathlete, you know, playing rugby for Navy, both Union League, I was like, how can someone like that tell me how my body's going to respond to food and nutrition yeah. if, they, if, they, if they get up for their eyeballs? Now, I have nothing against, like I said, I've got nothing against people on steroids, but at the time I was like, I'm not taking information from them. So that's how my brand kind of started. Um, sure. and, it was, and it was kind of the same time as when Gymshark started. It's like Gymshark created a brand because they are, they they created apparel for a specific type of the fitness market. And then people attached mm. that, who was his name? Z's or Z's, what his name was? The guy who was just doing that. Oh, Z, yeah. Z. Yeah. So yeah, Gymshark attached himself to that, that movement at the time kind of so they so the string of vest was almost like a was a symbol of the natty sure. movement back in 2011 2012 and that's how gymshark exploded then as gymshark mm. matured they realized that you just can't wear a string of vest with your nipples hanging out all the time but they built a whole brand around this identity of the natty world so when we talk about what creates a brand a brand basically creates itself through people caring about mm. a product or an individual like what is so, so the question that's like so James Smith, what yeah. makes James Smith a brand? What he says, that's all it is. It's not because yeah. he likes to wrestle or does a BJJ. It's not because he's got blonde hair and is an Australian and rides a skateboard. Actually, it's all of that. It's just sure. him. It's him. The way he communicates to his audience and the way he speaks, that's created James Smith the brand because he's unique and different. You know, um, the body coach. What made him unique and different? It started off him going wallop on Instagram, making food, right? Wallop, he's my meal. You know, I, I remember meeting Joe before he was even a body coach and had had any friends basically on social media. He's just a, a nice guy. But he yeah. created an identity and a reason for people to like him because he just created something different. And at the time, he was different. You know, I mean, the way he spoke and what have you. Yes, he knew a few people in TV. Um, but I can remember he... Um, Remember a guy called James Hazlitt years ago? Like a, uh, yeah, I do, yeah. I actually w spoke to him a few times. Yeah, WBFF, one of the guys, Irish guy, youngest WBF pro, what it was at the time. Mm. Um, Joe Wicks did his uh, eight-week body transformation program, what it was, and it was on his right. thing. So, but you think that James is probably maybe doing well right now, but like Joe Wicks is a multimillionaire, right? Um, yeah. So Joe just found – so he created a brand – by just being himself first, doing something different that people identified as. And as people identified as him, he thought, well, okay, I've got to create a character now or create a brand around it. And it was just Joe mm. Wicks, the body coach. Um, so, yeah, people you know, always trying to search for, how do I create a brand? You, you create a reason for people to give a fuck about you. And that's ultimately then creates a brand. It's like an army. So that 
So that would be if I was if I was coming for like a consultation from you, and I was like, Paul, like oh, I'm I want to grow my social now. I want to go from Mark Fox just to coach to like create a brand like Fox Coaching. Let's call it. What would be some of the first steps that you'd sit down with me and help me to in order to develop this? Like, what process would we go through? I want to find out why you're unique. Okay, and, if, and so that's the first thing. Is like again, go back to my thing. Why should anyone give mm. a fuck about Mark Fox? Okay. It's like, that's the question, right? So the perfect, so that first question we sit with anyone is, why should they care? And, I, and then go, okay, who do you want to target? So there's two there's two elements to a brand, right? Because it's always about audience. Who do yep. you want to target? Like, okay, cool. Let's say we're targeting overweight mums, 35 overweight mums. Okay, why are their mums going to care about Mark, Mark Fox? Right? That's the question. So that we go, we start there. Then we have to find okay. why, what you like. Because it's, 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 it's always two elements. There's the audience and the person. Or the, or the business. Yeah. Whether you're, let's just forget whether you're a product or a person. You're just a thing, right? That's a wants to be a brand. Sure. Who is the target audience? And then how are you going to, with your skill set and your beliefs and your your thing, how are you going to attract that target audience? Now it could be you're, you're a good-looking bloke that you just do it purely by being, you know, looking good, talking, being flirtatious, and getting them excited. It doesn't we don't know what it will be until we go. Okay, who is your target audience, and why? Are they going to care or give a fuck about you? And then, right. then we go, and then we go. Okay, actually, your skill. And then part of it could be we, me and you start talking, and we go, and we and by conversation and trying to figure out why you're unique and why your program is unique or what you want to do is unique. We might go, that's the wrong audience. Mm. Your skill set sits here, and you're going to appeal to this audience, and then you'll go, oh shit, good point. Let's go now. Okay, then how do I then, then how do I get their attention, and how do I make them want, want to understand what I'm, or sorry, listen to what I'm saying. And this will come down to the question, where do I go on social media? Well, you, you, sure. you only, well, you only use social media. If your target audience are, are on social media, then if they yeah. are on social media, what platforms they consume information from. And then you, you target there because people, everyone goes off Facebook, Instagram, blah, blah. Mm. If your target audience, not on Facebook and not on Instagram and they're living on LinkedIn, why the fuck are you marketing? on social platforms where your target audience are not. So, yeah. yeah, if I met someone for the first time, it's like, why are they unique? Why right? I want to understand that, why they're unique, because since you before, like, being a problem solver, I want, I want to mm. find out where their uniqueness sits, right? That can always be tinkered and changed, but ultimately, we're always our best selves when we're pretty much doing the thing we love, right? Sure. Yes, you can make money from doing things you don't love and pretending to be someone else, but you get caught out eventually, yeah. do you know what I mean? Going back to James Smith, he was just a guy with a massive voice who wanted to say shit and just like want to use a C bomb all the time, and that was his thing, and he, and that mm. was his thing, and it and he'd like it worked, so he doubled down on it, and as he's got more popular, he's had to refrain from it because now with larger audiences, you have to then be more responsible with what you say. It's just normal. So, in the beginning, like in the beginning, how important is it to be like super specific on a niche? Obviously, with like James PT or Gymshark, as time goes on, they become more general pop. But in the beginning, how important is it just to have like one thing or one voice? Right. I'm going to say, let's talk about individual coaches. They yeah. just want to make money to start with, right? So it's going to be yeah, really yeah. hard to say to someone, you've got to niche down because all they see is wide audience going like this. And then they're thinking money, money is getting smaller, getting smaller, getting smaller, getting smaller, yeah. getting smaller, getting smaller. But in reality, if you look at any of the biggest brands in the world, we, so, one of my branding principles, you know, one of my principles of consulting anyone is we never look at where a business is today. We look at where it started because okay. people can look at Gymshark where they are today, a billion dollar business. Right. But really, it started with 
Ben Francis in his room, sending string of vests and, and printing himself into tops, right? So that's where he started. He mm. hustled at the start. He worked. He basically was going around YouTube and getting all the YouTube guys to wear his stuff and stuff. He was hustling, right? He's a shy guy. But he was on there hustling. So any, so we have to understand the core basics. So of brand, brand, brand foundations is that we have to target a specific audience. So if you're new into the space, you got to go, okay, where, where am I best serving? Who am I best serving? If you want to serve everybody, you're going to struggle unless you're massively unique. Because the reality right. is humans were so busy, right? When we look at advertising online, it's got to get our attention straight away. Right, yeah. so if you're a fat, overweight, yeah, so same thing. Yeah, if you're an overweight, forty-year-old guy who's um, an entrepreneur who's busy ass as hell, you know, you have no time to work out, and you suddenly get hit by an advert from a guy who's like the, you know, the dad bod guy or the the business bod guy who can get you, you know, six pack in six months without working out. That's going to grab your attention if you're that guy who sure. doesn't want to work out, who's busy with business. So we have to understand. But sorry, the, the, the newbie into the space has to really understand that they have to focus on a specific niche. Nike sold running trainers to track athletes at Oregon University to start. Now it's a multi-dollar business. You know what I mean? It's like we, you have to micro-niche down, and people hate me saying this because they feel like they're about to lose a ton of money. But the reality is you're not looking for this information if you're making money already, right? You, you how, how far down? How far down? It depends on the yeah. individual. It depends on the individual. It depends on the environment they live in, where they come from, their social, their skill sets they've got, uh, their social skills. It, it, again, it's very individual basis. But I would say to anybody mm. is that if if you're going to start from the bottom as a baseline start, male or female, five year age gap, one massive problem. Go okay. after that. So it could be women, post pregnancy. You know, age can be five years, but sometimes you can get because. This is the key importance why this age is important. I'm 44 years of age. If someone tries to target me and an 18-year-old with the same copyright and language, it's not going to work. Sure. But if they tailor the language to me as a 44-year-old, it's going to hit home with me. It's going to, I'm going to resonate yeah. with it. But if it's still like, it's got, yo, where is that? How 18-year-olds talk? I sound so old there. <laughs> but if it's, if it's tailored towards an 18-year-old market, I'm not going to, I'm going to be like, whatever. I'm 44. Yeah. I've got life experience. You know what I mean? It's kind sure. of like when I see like a 22-year-old life coach. I'm like, fuck yeah. off. You're, you're not yeah, living. Yeah. But that's just me being old and grumpy, right? So yeah. anyone starting out, go male or female. This, this is the probably best way. Male or female, age, age within five years of how that old person is, one massive pain point. And just go all in on that. Because then what that happens, what happens with that is, is that all your content, all your marketing, all your things you talk about are lasered into that, that five-year gap that male mm. or female and their problem. And you can then poke so many po holes in people. People will respond if you poke them enough. You know, if like, if you're targeting me and I was overweight and I, I'm 40 to 45, you know, and I, I, I haven't got time, you, just, you can poke my holes. If you understand who I am, and mm. when you understand that target audience, you can go and ask everyone you know who's that age, that demographic, you know, and you can, just, you can find out all their problems. And when you find people's problems out, you can create solutions. It just sure. makes life so much easier, especially if you're online. If you work in a gym, it's difficult because the, the people in the gym are different. Yeah. Again, you can still be that per The gym's got you know, thousands of people coming through the doors every day. Humans are pretty much normal, right? They're, everyone's got the same things. They mm. want to look right. They want to look good. You know, you could, you know, there's so many things you can do, but ultimately it comes down to that's the thing three baselines sure. male or female, five year age gap, one pain point. 
always, if you're going to start out, just focus on one problem. The reality is there's always a halo effect. You're going to find people who's yeah. positive or you're going to find people that are outside of that and they're going to come to you anyway. One yeah. of my friends does like, he basically just helps dads and it was like basically dads, you know, who are busy like living life and stuff. And he had, he was, it was like 35, 40, but now he's kind of expanded out of that because people outside of that target audience he was going for have, have now kind of seen him for help because he's, they sure. see him transform this age group and this age, you know, this, this area. It's just natural. Yeah, yeah. You've got to start, you've got to start tight to move forward. Because socially, it's like, again, why should I give a fuck about your business? Mm. You try to target everybody and talk to everybody, no one's going to care online. Yeah. Or, you, or you can end up creating a TikTok, which is just a load of fucking noise and nonsense that no one ever signs up. So there's people who get massive audiences from being very generic. And they sure. struggle then to turn that into revenue. Because like, okay, now I've got all this no people looking at me and I'm just talking a load of nonsense. How do I then formulate that into a program yeah. that these people are interested in? And, and the inf inf influencers have that problem. They have this like, sure. when I say influencer, I mean someone who's just created a social following from just yeah nonsense, basically, half the time. A person of influence yeah. is different. If you're a person of influence, people listen to you, follow you, mm. do what you say, buy your programs. If you're an influencer, you're just someone who's got a following from doing daft shit or having a great body or whatever it may be. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So the idea would be to niche down to start with, and then as your business grows, you're organically just going to start to reach more people because of the role, the results that you're delivering and showing online. So then more people will naturally just gravitate to you anyway. Yeah, I've got a really good example of that. It's, most people have probably heard of Golly Gummies. They started off with the Apple cider vinegar gummy. It was called Golly's a brand. If you've not seen it, okay. go, and, go and Google it. It's basically a, they came out of a, a larger red tub. It said Golly Apple cider vinegar gummies. So yeah, yeah, I know. So they so they realized in the fitness space and the health space, people couldn't stand pouring apple cider vinegar apple mm. cider vinegar into a cup every morning and drinking it. Now it tasted shit unless you like the taste of vinegar, right? But people drank it. So they they created an alternative and they created this sure. one product. They had that only that one product for about two years and blew up mm. right for that one product now they recognize that their target audience which is basically mums and um sort of 25 plus women were buying that and they so they recognize that okay what other supplements are they already buying now they're buying greens turmeric and all these uh, so three other supplements they create so they create them in gummies yeah. and sold them pop they sold off straight away now yeah. what they realized over time is that all those women are buying their products 85 percent of them are mums so they just launched a, a child gummy yeah, so, awesome. so when you understand your target audience, it could be, so let's go that, is it going after, you know, post-baby, uh, post-pregnancy mums, right? You're training them to get themselves back in shape, right? So that you've created a program, let's just say there's a program for that. Now, you've created a program for getting them back in shape. And, you're gonna, and then people are going to see online that you've changed these mums' bodies from being, you know, post-pregnancy, you know, carrying mm. excess fat and obviously uh, saggy skin and cellulite, et cetera, and then got them in really amazing shape. Now that's going to appeal to people that are not even parents or people that are months yeah. five years ago. But yeah, you've sure. this one program. But what you've also done is like once you niche down, you really because once you start really understanding that audience, you understand the other issues they have in their life and the other things sure. they would need. So as a fitness person, right, as a coach, if you're coaching guys at 40-year-old, 40-year-old guys to get them back in shape, you know they're gonna have testosterone issues. So therefore, yeah. you potentially at some point could create testosterone supplements or you could create yourself a um, you know, a TRT lab. I don't know where it, it could be anything, right? But the, sure. the point is that the more you the more you niche down and you grow with that audience, the more you understand it. And as yeah. you said, people from outside of it will, will look in. 
you know sure. I mean? People are looking and go, why are they doing so well? It's like Nike, right? Nike started with one trainer from track athletes. Yeah. Now they're selling basketball shoes. They're, they're all sorts. They are the biggest sports bear brand in the world. Start from one guy who wants to sell sneakers to his mates at college. Do you yeah. mean? So, yeah. How, how important do you think it is? Do you think you can build a brand on social media now, if you're a coach or an influencer, without creating a camp or by being polarizing? So take the Liver King as an example, right? He's an extreme yeah. example of creating an us and them with the meat eating, with the ancestral living, and anyone that didn't was put in this other camp and it was us against them. Subprimal. You, yeah, subprimals, that's the ones. So can you, is it possible to build a brand without being that polarizing or do you have to absolutely. have an element of that? Absolutely. People, humans, we, we like nice people. We also mm. like you know, people that are out there. You know, sure. um, so absolutely. But again, it comes back to the, the, the fact that I said at start, you've got to give people a reason to give a fuck about you. Now, that doesn't have to mean you have to walk around beating your chest, you know, wearing your top off, claiming to be like natural and, you know, and lying on podcasts. But only the Liver King knew what he was doing. He was rich yeah. before he was on social media. And if you want to believe what Evan said online recently about him, you know, it was all planned. He wanted to grow a certain way through a social media team. But the guy was rich, so he can do that. Yeah. <clears throat> but look at anyone who's out there right now on social media. Look where they started, right? If honestly, if you see someone online and they inspire you, or you kind of look at them and go, they've done really well. I'd love to mirror what they've done. Go back five years on their social media and look where they mm. started. And going back to your question, no, you don't have to be this like out there character. You can just be yourself. If you're yeah. a, if you're a kind of cool person and a cool personality, and you could be that, that that meek and mild person that just talks, but You've got to give reason people to care. And that doesn't mean it has sure. to be your character. It might be your program or the way you deliver information or how you help people. Um, and everyone's always looking to try and win online. But ultimately, it's the work you do offline that makes your online work. And people mm. go, what do you mean by that? Well, just because you're online trying to be this big worldly person or, or try and get traction, remember, it's like there's we all live offline. You know, mm. Facebook is just an app on our phone. They can delete it tomorrow. It's gone. So yep. what are you doing offline? How are you communicating? Because you can le you learn offline about face-to-face -face conversations with people. Yeah, sure. I love when I meet a brand. It's like, you know, I'm in Spain right now. Or the, you know, a lot of my clients are US-based. But I go in the US, I just meet up with the clients because we get yeah. so much more done because we're working face-to-face -face, or just meeting yeah. people. and having com I learned all my skills in branding and, and psychology from being sent to boarding school at the age of eight. I'm not trained mm. in it, but I had to learn from the age of eight how not to get the shit kicked out of me and my brother by bigger kids. Yeah. And you soon learn how sure. to learn how to persuade and manipulate situations so you don't get beaten up. <clears throat> so yeah, so you don't have to be this brash character online. You just gotta have give people a reason to care about what you say. If you're saying the mm. same shit as everyone else, why would should anyone stop and listen to you? We're all busy. We're all busy. Sure. Why is Andrew Tate blown up? Because you, again, he's so if I take these numbers, you know, the Liver King, Andrew Tate, um, it's because they're all they're coming out with like outrageous stuff, which gets attention. Yeah. But ultimately, if you, if you, the crux of it is the Liver King works because all guys want to be basically be alpha males. Mm. The reality is only one percent of males are alpha. But everyone wants to be an alpha male. Alpha sure. males, alpha males don't walk around beating the chest saying they're alpha males. Alpha males are the quiet ones. They're just alpha males. Everyone knows mm. who they are. So, but everyone wants to be an alpha male. And with Andrew Tate, ultimately it comes down to he's inspiring the young younger generation to to be more than this what the world's trying to project tell them to be. So, sure. but 
we're all not that level. We can't get that attention, but we need to have, we need to give people a reason to, to mm. want to listen to what we say. And that could be multiple things, but it's all the, again, from a brand cons consultative point of view, when I speak to someone, we have to look at the person first and go, okay, where, where's your unique skills going to be? Because some people have yeah. the best knowledge in the world, but they're shy as fuck. Right. Sure. So how do they get information out? Sometimes you then have to create a character to fake it, to make it kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> or you look at different uh, ang angles you can go for, but no, you don't have to be. So, and again, going back to what we said a while back, social media, you might not even need it. Yeah. That's, so, so people nowadays, that sounds strange, but you might not even need social media to grow your business. That's what I was going to ask is like how, once you've established your core values as a brand, you've established what you're going to niche down on, you know what the one problem is you're going to face, you now know who your audience is, then like how would you use social media if at all, or what is your next step then to get your message out to start yeah. hitting people? So you've identified who you are, who you, you've identified who you want to go after, then it's who you want to go after, where do they hang out, what magazines they okay. read, who inspires them, what do they do outside of what, you know, trying to you know, solve the problem you're going to you know, remove the pain or give them the pleasure they need, right? So it's all based on them. If they're on sure. social media, so the, the primary, this is a good one talking about products, you want to talk about products. 80% of women control their credit cards in the household and, eight, and about 80% of the, or the payments in the household are paid by the women in the household. This is like right. general statistic for America. Um, if that's, and that's the case, right? So that women control the credit cards, they pay for everything in the house, right? So if you're going to go target anyone, target women because they, they control all the mm. money in the house, basically. Um, <laughs> but when you're fitness, you know, you control more of a psychological thing. Um, but the second part of that is most people go, oh, where do they, where do these women hang out? Well, affluent women hang out on Pinterest. Right. Pinterest is basically all women, like eighty, like eighty-five percent women, you know, and, yeah. and thirty-five, but thirty plus, and got money. So it's like mm. people always go, "Oh, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok." Now, or TikTok nowadays, because they see that's where there's a lot of noise and a lot of stuff happening. But if sure. you're target audience, target audience on none of them platforms, or they're not heavily engaged on those platforms, there's no point even being on. There's a point to be on the platforms, but there's no point trying to engage mm. marketing on those platforms now. I know people in the fitness space and in multiple spaces that do all their business offline. They go and mm -hmm. meet the people where they're at. So let's say, for example, you're targeting the older generation, talking like 60 plus. Yeah. They, they're hardly going to be on social media, but they're going to be in community groups. They're going to be doing things in certain like gyms and what have you. So you meet sure. the people where they're at. It's, uh, this, is, this works for a personal, a pers personal brand and a product brand. You meet yeah. people Alex where they're Ramosi. at. Yeah, Alex Formosi says the same thing. He says to go to the audience. He says that even if your even if your product is subpar, if you go to where the most people that solve that your problem that your product solves the the problem for, then that's like the best case scenario. I can give you a prime example. One of my clients, he's um he's a product brand. He was mm. like trying all the time on social media to push his products, and I said to him, "Dude, sack your job." This is this is not great advice, but it worked for him. He's doing a million a year now. <laughs> Um, I said, get rid of your job, get on the road and go and meet the people where they're at, at the farmer's markets, at the, at the events and stuff. He's doing a million a year in sales, right? Yeah. Just that. So he was selling a product, you know, but he, he had a larger than life character that kind of came across as arrogant on so online. Right. When you meet him in person, he's big and bullshit, but he's actually, he's, he's kind of like nice and cuddly. Do you mean at the same sure. time? When you meet him in person, he's really warming. But you meet him online, yeah, you, just yeah. think you, you just think you're arrogant prick. So... I was like to make. I was like, go to the people, and Alex, Alex is exactly right. You gotta it always. 
if you take anything away from this conversation day, anyone who's listening to this, it's all about your audience. Everything is yeah. about your audience. No one gives a fuck about you, right? Yeah. Right, really, it's about them. So what is their problem? What? Because I'm. we're all selfish. I've got a need. I've got a desire. Mm. I've got a want. How do you fulfill it? Now, if you fulfill it and uh, make me laugh or I enjoy your content or I want to engage you, brilliant. Now I'm going to buy anything off you. Sure. Right? That's how it works. Look at the CrossFit community, like Rich Fronin or Matt Fraser, more like Rich Fronin. People like CrossFit mm. love, generally love Rich Fronin. Now he's kind of changed his branding. Well, he's, he's kind of changed his way he does stuff now because he's now talking about hunting, which now has pissed a lot of people off, but he don't right. care because he's done his thing now, right? He wants to hunt. He's going to hunt. Sure. But it's always about your audience. If you're trying to build a community and try and generate sales and revenue, it's going to be really hard for you to think about niching down, but you have to niche down and create and, and just go after a target audience because they'll love you if you are genuinely trying to help them. And it's all about value as well. Like you, you mentioned Alex Hormozzi. What's he trying to sell people? Nothing. Why is he doing that? Because he's because one, he's already he's, he's making money and yeah. he knows <coughs> Well, he is trying to sell, but he's kind of doing it like a it's kind of yeah. like a liver king way. What he's doing is he's creating massive exposure for himself, so he gets these really high ticket clients on board. Yeah, like he's already doing. Now he's showing videos of him with massive YouTubers who got massive audiences wanting Alex Hormozzi's advice. He's yeah. made money and he's done it the right way, and he's done really well for himself. But he's now using social media to get him more high ticket clients, effectively. But mm. he's also then creating value for everyone else by just telling you everything. Yeah, you know, no different to um. Uh, Gary Vaynerchuk is no different. He wasn't trying to sell you anything. He was just trying to give yeah. you value. And it's about value. It's like, yeah, when I say that, people might, you know, you've got to give to get. And that's an important part of it as well. Why do people care about you? It's because sometimes it's the information you give them. Like, sure. you can transform transform someone's life without them paying you a penny. And yeah. how magical is that? Like, even in some of my groups, I have people saying, dude, I'm, I'm doing X amount a year based on just the information you get away for free. I'm like, brilliant. Mm. I'd be more happy for you. Fantastic. Because the reality is when someone gets to a point where, like, I remember in the fitness space, you always get it. Well, why should I buy your program? I can get it off Google. Well, fuck off to Google and get it then. It's like, yeah, yeah. it's kind of like people can, but people buying to you when you mm. make excite them and make them feel like you can solve their problem. They can solve it themselves. Everybody in the world can solve their own problem if they yeah. went on Google, but they can't. So they have to warm to someone or something to change it for them. And that's what and by, giving, and by giving that value out consistently, <laughs> like that, that guy that goes to YouTube or goes to Google to get your workout, if he then gets results from your workout, the next time he needs a workout or he's done all the free ones, the first person he's going to come back to is you and buy your services to, to do them. Yeah, I'm, 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 the tactic I used to build my supplement brand, the seven figures, was this. I gave away our brand, which sold supplements, gave away, mm. gave away eight-week training programs for every you know, thing. So it was weight loss. Um, put size on. I can't remember what the third one was. It's basically loose fat. You know, put size on. There's another yeah. program. Can't remember what the third one was. But we gave away a full, detailed exercise nutrition program. Told them everything, and all we did within the nutrition program was like, you know, post workout shake. You know, linked to our product, and then we yeah, led with value. Cool. We kind of just said, well, everyone in the, in the industry is giving every every PT, every coach in the world trying to sell you a training program. Well, we've we've created a training program with some of the elite trainers in the world. And it's free. And yeah, I was like, that's wow. Awesome. It's just, a, it's just understanding what the market's getting. So we can talk about like, you know, people look at their competitors. If you're good, you have no competition. Yeah. And people go, well, because everyone's selling six-pack plans. Everyone's selling how to get big. 
everyone's selling this, then if, if you create a unique position in the market, that's basically you and your audience working together and delivering on value, as mm. you said, it can transform people's bodies with program. Like you can show people how to do stuff all day long, but they're going to want to, you're not going to give out your full program every time online, but you, you just got to get results with people. When you get results with people for free, they'll pay for your paid programs if they like the big, you enough. If they like the, you enough. The biggest companies in the world created their own space. When you look at Airbnb, when you look at Uber, when you look at Tesla, look at SpaceX, look at even Apple, like everyone was using Nokia's and then Apple came along with a smartphone. Like they created their own market. They created their own space. Yeah, and those companies the, are the ones that are the biggest. Yeah, the iPod's the best one. So everyone was, at the time, mm. it was MP3 players. And I and, and the iPod, they said a thousand songs in your pocket. Just made sense to people. Talking about like, yeah. you know, 128 meg uh, iPod, uh, MP3 players. Like, what the fuck's that? thousand songs yeah. in your pocket. Got it. So it's like yeah. sometimes, like, and this is the thing, that, again, it's, it's always quite, apparent in, in products and personal brands is that people mm. people don't want to drink from a fire hose yeah. so just because you can give them so much information doesn't mean it's good people like simple shit that works oh, and sure. I thought, even like with my forty-eight thousand a year you know consulting clients the most simplistic shit works for them you know yeah. like, we're on conversations but like we're not going to go too deep into subject here's the strategy do it do it for three mm. months and then we tinker around that. Then we get deeper in conversations when we start seeing the metrics. But right now, do X and then see where it's it. Yeah, you know, we'll see where Y is in three months' time. And that yeah. shit works. So it's like when you sort of think about what, what you know, when you create a program, is don't try and create it too difficult because people haven't got time to like, like sometimes I've seen it before where there's like a four week program and the PDF's 33 pages long. It's like, fuck yeah. me, what you, I don't, I just want to know what I got to buy. What I got to, mm. you know, how I cook it if I need to be told how to cook it, and then what how I work out, and don't make it complex. That, so I, I'm dumbing down, guys. There's a lot of you guys who watch this that are super smart and way smarter than me. But the point I'm trying to get to is that consumers have done how much time, and they want pure yeah. value, and they just want results. And the simpler that's you make it, better. That's something I've seen a lot with uh, the people's value proposition, is that rather than selling the outcome and selling the experience. And Alex Hormozzi, again, like I always go back to him because he says such good things, but yeah. he says to sell the holiday, not the flight. And I see a lot of people who are advertising their coaching services as like, here's a instruction, here's a feature, here's a feature, here's a feature. Like you get check-ins, you get a diet plan, you get this. Whereas really you should be looking at what is the one problem you're solving and sell on the outcome. And then you get all this stuff that's going to help you to actually get there. Yeah, it's a big thing that product brands make on the websites. Like, let's say, for example, try to solve back pain. The first picture you see is someone with pain. Yeah. People, people with back pain don't want to be in pain. They want to be yeah. they want to be playing with their kids. They want to be running around the park. They want to be lifting weights. They want to be enjoying themselves. So that's why kind of before and afters work in the fitness space because people are seeing what the, the after effect is of that. But mm. think about this as well. This is probably additional. But think about like when you show a before and after picture, it's just not how the body looks. How, yeah. How's their mental state? How's their lifestyle? How's their relationship yeah. with their family? That stuff is the shit that sells. That's the stuff that when you write copy about that, it's like, so for example, when we were talking before, Mark, we were talking about like my brain, how it goes back and forth all the time. It's like, yeah. when people, when, when I watch something online, it taps into what my psyche is like at a time. I'm sure. absorbed because I'm like, okay, you've now tapped into how I'm feeling emotionally. Yeah. I, I mean, you discussed before how I used to suffer from a really bad anxiety and, and a panic disorder in the military. So I, I can really understand when I speak to people now, I understand that I can tell if they've got that kind of same features I have. Mm. So I, I know how to tap into their brain and talk to them in a way that 
they feel comfortable about exposing themselves, you want to call it that, or opening up more. Sure. I love that because I've got a passion about stopping men with mental health issues. Like so, but mm. so it's no different to so that kind of psychology is how it works in any really trying to set a program. It's yeah. like tap into why. So <clears throat> I'm my dad hated me as a kid because he would say, Don't do it. I'm like, why? Because I fucking said so. Mm. I'm like, but why? And I, I was the same when I was in the military. I used to ask why all the time. Why does that work? Because it does. No, that's not that's not an answer, Chief. Why does it actually yeah. work? So got so in real life, when it comes to business. When you go, someone wants to lose weight, why do they want to lose weight? Then they give you an answer, yeah. that's why again? Then it's why again? Because down below, deep down, when you know when we talk about target audiences, you want to get like 15 layers down on why as to why mm. someone wants something. Then you can build back up on content after that. A lot of the time it's psychological issues, it's boy, you know, it's it's boy dysmorphia, sure. it's it's shit that's happened in the past. It's um sometimes you just want to get laid. Do you know what I mean it could be as simple as that, yeah. right? They want to look good, they were bullied at school. That sort of kind of stuff, you as a brand, when you're focused on a specific market, you can start to understand why they want something or they desire something. Mm. And then that's why people start listening to you. And going back to James Smith, when he, he he's learned that from his target audience. And back in the day, he was saying shit that resonated with people. because Even though he, 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 he positioned it with a you know, dropping the C-bomb and swearing all the time and being very, and being very direct, but he also understood the psychology of the target audience he was going after Therefore, it connected. And that's what it comes down to. It's like, if we all remember being told off as kids, I'm I'm sure anyone listening to this right now remember one time they got told off. Really, They got really told off. The reason they remember it is because it emotionally connected on level. I remember the best bollocking I ever got in the military when my two chiefs sat me down and they were like, all calm. And they were like, you've let yourself down. You're a really good human, etc. If you shout at me, it goes in one or the other, and I don't remember it. But they, mm. they sort of kind of like broke me down emotionally, and I really like yeah. I started crying because it was like I actually when they were talking to me, I recognised that yeah, I had been a shit human for a while. I was partying too much. I wasn't I wasn't being my best self without getting too woo woo about it. But ultimately, sure. they they connected to my my gut and my heart as yeah. opposed to my brain. And you know, and, and a second to that, humans buy emotionally. And they tried to make it sound great by putting logic around it. We all buy yeah. emotionally. Why do yeah. we buy designer clothes? You don't need to. Why do we buy yeah. certain cars? Why do we dress a certain way? Why do we do, why do, we do anything? Why do we eat certain mm. foods? It's all emotionally based. So we sure. have to, so as a brand, so you know, we have to connect emotionally to people. And that's the best thing you can learn is how to connect. Read books about cults. Read books like oh, this book here behind me, Olga V on advertising. Read books like that. Read books, yeah. Psychology, learn copywriting, understand how to really connect with someone. And the best thing you can do, yeah. if you know your target audience, go and sit down with them, have a coffee, have a have a beer, have a wine. And, and yeah, that's such good advice. It is, yeah. But yeah, honestly, it's it's the best. And why my supplement brand works is because I was targeting me at the mm. time. I was targeting. That's me. awesome. Yeah, I target. I woke up in the morning, how I felt. I wrote an email. And it just resonated with the target. My best ever email I ever sent was protein shakes of shit. Because I was a brand selling protein shakes, and the whole email was about if you don't work out, you're not looking after your health. Um, don't buy our protein shakes; you're wasting your time. You're literally yeah. an idiot, idiot for spending forty five pound a month on supplements on protein shakes when you're not even training. I called everyone out. Our best sure. protein sales day ever. Next two days from that email. So it's understanding the why people do certain stuff. If you understand that, you connect with them. So yeah, there's lots of things in this. <laughs> much put as a bullet point of what you need to know after this call but no it's been like Paul, it's been um 
really helpful, mate. Honestly, it's, there's going to be loads of like information people could take away from it. Loads of stuff is going to help people who are at that stage of trying to grow, maybe not quite, haven't quite yet figured out what they're supposed to be doing to get to that next level. So huge amounts of value. Where can people find out more about you? I'm just on Facebook just right now. Um, yeah, just go to Facebook. That's where I, I talk a lot. Um, I have different groups and what have you. But on, on, honestly, guys, just if you need, want to follow me, you can follow me on um, on Instagram at Paul M. Booth um, or come to Facebook. Um, always open to have conversations with people. Um, my, my, my thing is problem solving. Um, and I wrap awesome. it up as a, bra- as a brand. But yeah. Cool. Just wrap it up what Mark said there, though, is to stick to a sex, an age gap, and one problem. Always one problem. And, and dig down on that, and then you'll you start to develop a, a, a brand. You start to develop a noise, and you start to develop an audience based on that. Amazing. Thank you so much for your time, Paul. Really appreciate it. No, it's a pleasure, dude.